Here we are now with a few additional comments for the series Speaking to the Nameless. Whoa. <laughs> what a series it's been. What a trip. Did you listen to that? Did you hear what, what was happening? Were you able to, to catch on with all, all that was going on during this series? Wow, so much has happened. So much has opened up for me. It's just, it's just a head trip, really. Did you listen? Did you hear? Did you, did you fall for it when you thought I was talking about you? Did you realize that I was saying things about you? Did you realize that I was saying things about you, but sometimes they wouldn't fit? And what bits did you relate to? What bits did you feel maybe I could be talking about you? And what bits was there where you thought, oh, this could be this person in my life or that person in my life? That's the trip. That's the trick. And did you find yourself wondering now, what, who is he talking about? Who is he really talking about? I can't imagine this person that he's talking about. Well, that's the whole game, isn't it? If I can tell you, you are all these different things, then you can respond in your own way and reflect off it. And that was the whole idea. I hope I made that clear in the introduction. <laughs> now, I did choose, we did only nine episodes, and I felt that was a good amount. And of course, we could have done more people. There's many people. And I did choose a range of people from different parts of my life. And I won't tell you the categories because that might say too much. But say, for example, like I chose one from each category, like one from the soccer team, one from pony club, one from chess club, one from ballroom dancing class. Now, I don't do any of those things. It's just the example of, well, these are the sorts of categories I have in my life. And even within those categories, I didn't choose always the most dominant person. I actually sometimes chose someone who I knew a little bit less well. And that was part of the trick. That was part of the opening. So one, one other idea I had was you could do this whole process again, but each episode for each of your ex-lovers. So you can choose a category and do it by category and say, well, now let's choose your last however many girlfriends or boyfriends and sit down and talk to each one. And see, now now that's very revealing because when you choose it within a category, you see the differences and then also more quickly you see the similarities. And did you hear that in me? Did you hear that in this series? That there were things I said the same to everyone? Was there? Did you hear what they were? And maybe there wasn't. Maybe there was depending on how you listen and what it, what it really means to say something, what, a, what is a message to someone. So my personal experiences, I'll share a little bit about that. After 
After a number of the episodes, there was an effect afterwards. And it was different depending on where I was in the process. And for some of them, particularly the serious ones, there was sort of this overcorrection of happiness and joy and just laughter. And I would sort of finish this talk and then have that 10 minutes of silence. And in that silence, I just wanted to laugh. I wanted to smile and be really outgoing. So that was quite strange. And then also there was this thing of one side said something to that person. I felt like I didn't need to say it again. And it wouldn't recur as a thought within me. It was more like once it's said, it's done and it's gone. And that meant, of course, that I didn't feel that I would ever have to say. So, so for example, if I was to ever meet this person, I would then be feeling now I don't need to say that and I wouldn't say these things to these people. So that was a, that's, that's a way of me illustrating this sort of letting go and not having this thing within me, like releasing this thing of, oh, say this to this person, say this to this person. Even though when we think about people, we don't always think it in terms of if I ever see that person again, I'm going to say this to them or I have to tell this person to this person. I have to tell this certain thing to this person in order for me to have a resolve with them. That's not usually how we think. We usually just carry the things in a more sort of mysterious and fluffy way. But doing the talking actually forced myself into a solid clear statement. And once the statement was clear, I thought, you know, well, really, actually, that doesn't quite fit. And that reminds me of another thing, which is, I said this in the intro, I would never talk this way to these people. The actual relationship that I have with them is very different. So that's something to keep in mind. This is this is experimental. This is experimental live demonstrative psychology. This is an experimental live demonstrative awareness technique, which means it's got parameters on it, it's got rules to it, and it's in a sense a contrived environment. It's a contrived scenario. And a contrived scenario is always different to a scenario in the real world or in a different scenario, as we can say, well, it's all the real world, really. So another thing I'll mention is that none of my best friends are on here and even none of my worst enemies are on here. So if I really wanted to, I mean, I was choosing people from the periphery because I thought that that would draw out certain things. And I thought if I chose my either my best friend or my worst enemies, then that would be too easy. Because the issues are actually quite clear, or the issues or the positives and negatives and how we are is actually quite clear. So don't get a sense that how I talk about these people is an indication of how all my relationships are in my life, even though there is quite a wide variety. It also doesn't include the people that I long for, or the people that are distant to me that I'd like to be closer to. And there is a little bit of that, but 
that's something different as well. Like it's one thing to know someone personally and then it's another thing to contend with not knowing someone personally but wishing you did. And that that's a complicated one. There are a lot of different things in that. You can say, well, does that mean you want to be friends with this sort of famous person and you will wish you were associating with really high-class people? No, that's not the dynamic I'm talking about. I'm talking about something else, something something more pure, something more authentic. So I don't feel to talk too much about that, but that's just something else I'll add here. Another thing I really noticed was how far out each episode went. Like it started in one place. And then it sort of went off and off and off. And I was always so surprised at where we ended up. And I was often very surprised at the things that came out. I had no idea I had these things in me. I had no idea in some cases. Now, in other cases, of course, certain things were quite clear for me. And it felt very good to say them. But just the the change in just 30 or 40 minutes of how I felt about this person and what I would say to them was so dramatic. And I thought, how how can my feeling towards someone change so much in such a short space of time? And in such a way that it's obvious to me, because it's so short that it's in recent memory, it's in short-term memory. Now, when we have relationships and we're relating to someone every day or over time, over years, then it's harder, in a sense, to see how the relationship changes because it's, it's gradual. It might not be highly evolving. And because of the slowness of the change, it seems like nothing's changed. But here, with these talks, just in this one conversation, I could see the elements of change. I could see the, 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 the change in action of how I felt. And of course, it's all on my side, which brings me to, which brings me to the next point, which is really the biggest point in a sense. It's, it's the realization that it's all me. Because you must realize that as I was talking, this was me, Dosta, sitting in a room by himself with no one around and no one listening. And conversely, you realize it's also all you as a listener. Because as you listen... It's only you with no one around. Even Doster isn't here because we recorded this at a different time, most likely, as to when you listened. So I'm long gone. and There's no one around. You've got your headphones stuck in. You're immersed in this podcast, this talk, and it's just you. And this polarizing of the relationship is really brought into an experiential space. 
If you listen deeply, then I hope it's worked for you. But as I talked, for me, it really got me deep into an experiential space. And a lot of the words started to dissolve. A lot of the meanings of words started to dissolve. And there were lots of large silences at certain points because of that. And I was starting to really get in touch with the... Not not the hollowness. Now, when I say words d- dissolve, it, it sounds like a collapse in meaning, like everything's meaningless. No, that's not it. It's a it's a sort of dissolving, which is stepping into a a, a bright celebration, an alive buzzing, which is the real core essence. It's very it's very alive. It's very it's, it's like electric, and there's this buzz to it, and this sort of warm, dream, so, sort of dreamy a re- realness. It's like a, yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's a, it's a really, it's a real dreamness of an experience. And particularly in the last few episodes, like the last two or one episode, the, the whole sensation of words and the mind and the, the person I was imagining there was starting to collapse. And I imagine if I went deeper, then there would be moments of quite large silence. And that, that's why I did the 10 minutes silence at the end. In those 10 minutes, this, this was happening. And I really felt like I, I had to stop talking because we were reaching that precipice beyond words. And that reminds me of another thing of format, which is that we didn't put a time limit on this. And that was for the purposes of just keeping it interesting and being entertaining. And really, it was up to me to judge how long each episode went on for. And... I think I judge that well. I think it's okay for what we've done in this series. But keep in mind that when we do awareness techniques, we actually want to formalize the time format, which would mean actually we say pick a specific number of time, either half an, half an hour, 40 minutes, or one hour, and we say you have to talk for that amount of time. It's, it's set in stone. And if you get to the end of what you need to say before the time is up, then you force yourself to keep talking and you actually dig into other things. And that is an edge that occurs within this awareness technique. Now, we didn't do that in this series, but we did. I did allow myself to do some digging. So it was really up to me to judge where to dig into certain things and where to try and find new things and then to also decide later, you know, we've had enough of this. We need to either move on to something else or just stop and wrap it up. So, and that's sort of an intuitive thing, which was, it was very much in the background. It wasn't in the foreground of my my awareness or my my. Uh, my sense of holding myself to the form or to the technique. So if you try this technique yourself, 
then I suggest you put a time limit on it and you say, I have to do this. And that would be, that would get you into some deep places. That would open some things. So it really was a head trip. It was just a big opening for how I feel about certain people and how I think about myself. Everything feels quite new and fresh and so many different visions were coming to me and sounds inside. And the rest of my day, you know, I'm still doing my meditation and I don't want to talk too much about my routine at the moment, but there's just this deep, like it's, it's not really words for it. This is, this is what we're always trying to get at. Is what, what is that thing that's beyond words, that aliveness? And, and I really do wonder what, it's, what it would have been like to listen to this series. Particularly if you listen to this series and you, you took the attitude of, okay, he's talking about me. Now, that's one way to listen to this. If you sat down and you said, okay, Dosta is giving me feedback about who I am, and you go through the whole thing, Wow. That would be a that would be a trip. That would be a head trip. But as it is, I don't know how I mean it's experimental, like I've said. So with er- with every experiment, there is always the risk of it of it going horribly wrong. So I'd like to hear if you think it went horribly wrong, I'd like to hear that as well. That's that's valid feedback. And of course, I'll mention if you think I'm, I actually am talking about you and you do know me personally, then, then please do get in contact with me because I'll have to clarify. And I think we should be pretty safe there because there, there, were, still, there were still fictions in there to help hide the identity. And I think there should be enough in there to maintain that maybe not maybe that's another thing to give me feedback maybe it's very obvious to everyone who i'm talking about (laughs) i don't know and well very i think almost no one i know personally listens to me so we should be safe on that front but let me just say quickly that if you do think that i'm talking about you personally get in contact with me and that's that's really comes back to this whole point, this whole thing of the personal and the impersonal. I mean, that's the boundary that we're trying to dissolve. Because in a, in a sense, I am talking about you personally for the things that fit to you, for the things that you receive, for the things that you heard, for the things that resonated with you or triggered you. And there was, there was darkness, there was light, there was all sorts of things in there. So in that case, I am talking to you. I may as well be. Because this, this whole thing of one human being... Imagine this as a scenario. There's a, there's a group of human beings in a room. Let's say there's ten of them. And what they're doing is they're all sitting around moving their mouths and making sounds with their voice box. 
That's essentially what's going on. Through one perspective, in one manner of looking at it. Now, where in that scenario do you draw the line between a personal talk, talking to someone personally, and these just these 10 individuals. So say, say we've got these 10 individuals, right? And we can isolate them. So we can just put this, put walls come up and they're isolated and it's a soundproof wall. And then all of a sudden, they're all by themselves in this little box and they keep making sounds with their mouth. And then we can actually do different divisions and, well, one person stands up and the, the other nine stop talking And then that person keeps moving their mouth. Now, is that a personal relationship? Are they making it personal? That one person that's talking to the other nine? Because they're going to tailor the sounds that they make to the crowd. And then that person goes back down. And then all of a sudden they find themselves talking to one person, one-on-one. Now, where's the difference? And we can do every combination of that. We can have five people on one side listening and five on the other talking. So this whole thing of the collective and the individual, the personal and the impersonal, to me these are experiential things to explore. They're paths of adventure. They're paths of psychological trips <laughs> we can say they're they're head trips they're they're things to go on so you can trip balls <laughs> they're they're philo- i want to say philosophical inquiries but it's not really philosophical it's really ex- experiential and that's what we're getting at with this series i don't know if it's successful or not that's why i ask for feedback so yeah, wow. What a what a series. I think that covers everything. And we'll do more. There are still more awareness techniques that can be adapted to the format of this conversation that we're having right here now. When the time is right, when I feel it's right. They are they do take a lot of energy. Like it takes a lot of you really have to put in to get out in these processes. And there's still more that, that we can do, but also for the direction of the talks we're having now, we'll also get into some stories and some discussions and some commentaries. And also there'll be some techniques and some psychology and maybe some music. Really, I've only got ever got a faint idea of so far ahead of where we're going to go. So, of course, there's a lot of ideas and there's a lot that I'm passionate about and there's a lot that I'm really excited about. So, I guess, stay tuned. Keep listening. I hope you're uh, enjoying it as much as I am because it has just been such a trip, this series. And, And, well, I guess that's really all we have to say to finish it up. And thank you very much for listening. I wish you well. And I'd like to greet you with an open heart and an open mind and open arms. So 
That's all I have to say for now.